Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. When you get HubSpot Sales Hub, it's like getting a new teammate, an efficient, organized, helpful teammate who's also super easy to work with and won't microwave leftover shrimp scampi in the break room. Learn how you can close deals faster and crush your revenue goals with Sales Hub at hubspot.com slash sales. Tonight, breaking news, a third indictment of former President Donald Trump, this time for his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. And here are tonight's headlines. The former president now facing indictment in at least three separate legal battles. What we're learning about this federal indictment. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault the seat of American democracy. The suspected Gilgo Beach killer appears in court for the first time since pleading not guilty as prosecutors reveal they have collected a mountain of evidence. Police sources say they know who they're looking for in the deadly stabbing of a beloved dancer. Police now investigating O'Shea Sibley's death as a hate crime. Memphis police are hailing a Jewish school for its safety plan, saying it prevented another potential mass shooting. A former student tried to gain entry into Margolin Hebrew Academy with a gun. In the war between Russia and Ukraine, a drone hit the same Moscow high-rise overnight that was damaged by another drone just two days ago. Russia called it a terrorist attack by Ukraine, which has not claimed responsibility. The Women's World Cup is well underway, but the U.S. team has already scored a massive win, equal pay. It meant a lot to be able to achieve what we've done. We still have more progress to make. And a heartfelt reunion and a lifelong lesson on persevering. Whatever I said, stuck with him. Hey, look, you did something good. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on this historic Tuesday night. I'm Major Garrett in Fernora. We begin with breaking news in one of the special counsel's investigations of Donald Trump. A federal grand jury here in Washington has voted to indict the former president for his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Among the charges include conspiracy to defraud the United States, obstruction of an official proceeding, and a civil rights era law that makes it a crime to oppress threaten or intimidate a person of their free exercise or enjoyment of any right in the Constitution. It is just the second time in American history that the Department of Justice has filed criminal charges against a current or former U.S. president. 
Special Counsel Jack Smith announced the indictment just moments ago. Today's charges are related to Trump's attempts to challenge the result of an election he lost, plans for fake electors, and his role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Trump responded to today's news on his social media account, calling Smith deranged and the indictment election interference. CBS News' Robert Costa has today's late-breaking details and starts us off tonight. Robert, good evening. Good evening, Major. Let's talk about the former president's defense at this point. He is uh, the former the former president is saying is being accused of a sweeping conspiracy against the United States, something that's based on fraudulent claims of the election being rigged. According to the indictment, for more than two months following Election Day, the defendant spread lies that there was fraud in the election and he had actually won. These claims were false and the defendant knew they were false. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant. Sources tell CBS News former President Trump's legal team is now mapping out a new strategy to push back on the charges, shifting blame onto lawyers who were advising him at the time of the aftermath of the 2020 election. In a recent social media post, Trump noted his attorneys met with the Department of Justice, saying they explained in detail that I did nothing wrong and was advised by many lawyers. Sources say the strategy could involve trying to pin blame on John Eastman, Trump's former lawyer, who sought to have former Vice President Mike Pence refuse to certify the 2020 election results and presented Trump with a memo outlining a plan to do so. Trump has privately told allies that he believed John Eastman's plan came from a conservative lawyer and that following Eastman's counsel does not mean he conspired against the United States. But those familiar with the special counsel's work say Trump's conduct is being deeply investigated and that prosecutors are skeptical that Trump was just following advice. Just because an attorney gives you advice, an attorney does not provide uh, a defense if the attorney is suggesting you go out and violate a criminal law. That's not a defense. Um, there has to be a good faith belief that what you're doing is uh, legitimate. The next step in this process will come on Thursday when former President Donald Trump has been summoned to appear in Washington before the grand jury in federal court. Robert, let's talk about the president's potential lines of defense. The indictment lists six unindicted co-conspirators, and the president has said on his social media account, or at least implied, that he was taking advice. Could that, I was just taking advice from lawyers, provide him with the means by which to defend himself against these charges? That is the defense that is being mounted by former President Trump's legal team. But as a federal prosecutor just told CBS News, just because a lawyer advises you something doesn't necessarily mean you have to take that advice. And if the lawyer is advising you on something that could be breaking the law, you would be breaking the law if you go along with that advice. So the special counsel, based on our reporting, does not believe that Trump's argument is going to hold water as this case moves forward. And instead, they're focusing on the advice Trump got and also how he tried to push the lawyers along to say to them, let's really try to make this happen and have me stay in power. Robert Costa, thank you so much for being with us. John Dickerson is with us. John, if you can, it's a big lift. Put this indictment in historical and political context. Well, it's the most powerful person in the American system attacking the central pillar of the system of free and fair election, and he's using the power 
to attack the system that he was given in order to protect the system. That's what happened in the last election. He is now asking to be rewarded for that behavior by being reelected to the office. And he very well, according to the polls, and as you know well from covering this race, looks like he will be rewarded. And in a final kicker, the person who held the line on January 6th, his vice president, who stood up for the system to protect it, is doing so poorly in the Republican race, he may not even make the debate stage to be in a position to call his former boss to account for attacking the system. It was a big lift, carried out beautifully. John Dickerson, thank you so much. We turn now to the case of the suspected Gilgo Beach serial killer on New York's Long Island. Suspect Rex Hewerman, charged in the murder of three women, appeared in court today. CBS's Errol Barnett was there. Today, Rex Hewerman, appearing stone-faced, wearing a dark blazer and handcuffs, stood before a judge. Attorneys from both sides meeting at a conference hearing to discuss evidence against him, including surveillance video and items gathered during a 12-day in-depth search of the suspect's Massapequa Park home. Suffice to say, it is a massive amount of material, and that's just the beginning. Hewerman's lawyer accusing the media of having already convicted his client. He's a man who's never been arrested before. He's maintained his innocence. Hewerman's wife, Asa Ellerup, releasing these images of the home she shared with him, showing a bathtub that appears to be sliced open with boxes of items strewn everywhere. There are some reports that Hewerman's soon-to-be ex-wife is upset at the way the house was effectively turned upside down. She might uh, try to bring forward a case. Uh, she could pursue whatever remedies uh, she, she feels are necessary. Ellerup also saying she's been blindsided by the arrest. In a statement referring to their adult son and daughter, she says they've been crying themselves to sleep. Quote, and I've been crying myself to sleep too. Every time my kids go through something, they open a box every single time they cry. In discussing her son with developmental issues, Ellerup tells the New York Post he's so distraught and doesn't understand. And as a mother, I have no answers for him. Hewerman is charged with killing three women working as escorts in the Gilgo Beach area and is the lead suspect in a fourth death there. If found guilty of the six charges against him, Hewerman faces multiple sentences of life without parole. Now, Hewerman's lawyer says he now needs to sift through eight terabytes of evidence and data. That's equivalent to roughly 2,500 pages. And one other note, Hewerman is not believed to be linked to deaths taking place uh, that took place in Atlantic City. Major? Errol Barnett, we thank you. Now to the dangerous heat in much of the country. For the forecast, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Chris, good evening. Good evening, Major. Very hot and dry conditions fueling wildfires in the West. A fire NATO created by the intense heat from the fires. And unfortunately, no significant relief on the way anytime soon. Not expecting any significant rain in California, Arizona, a little bit in Nevada, but that's about it. Meanwhile, the fire potential increasing in Oklahoma and in Texas as the heat dome remains. It continues for the high plains and a lot of the southern states here. A very, very intense and dangerous heat going right into the weekend. Going to see that heat build into the southwest even more from what we're seeing today. And into the weekend, many locations, major will see highs into the triple digits. Chris Warren, thank you. Political leaders in New Jersey were shaken today by the death of the state's trailblazing lieutenant governor, Sheila Oliver, who made history as the first black woman to hold statewide elected office, died today. 
She was 71 and was named New Jersey's acting governor Friday when Governor Phil Murphy went on overseas vacation. Oliver was then hospitalized for an unspecified medical condition. The distraught governor said appointing Oliver as his lieutenant was the best decision he ever made. Tonight, New York City police are investigating the fatal stabbing of a dancer as a possible hate crime. CBS's Chanel Call reports witnesses describe hearing homophobic slurs during the attack outside a Brooklyn gas station. The NYPD is still searching for the person who fatally stabbed O'Shea Sibley, a professional dancer and choreographer. He murdered her because she was gay. It happened Saturday night at this Brooklyn gas station. Sibley is seen on this surveillance video while he and his friends stopped to get gas. Moments later, witnesses say he got into a heated argument with a man who made homophobic slurs. Sibley was stabbed in the chest and later died. O'Shea was a beacon of light that just influenced everybody. The 28-year-old moved from Philadelphia to New York three years ago to pursue his career. I'm horrified. Tony Morrison works with GLAAD, a nonprofit LGBTQ advocacy organization. Are these isolated incidents? O'Shea Sibley joins a horrific list of five other LGBTQ plus people who have been murdered in recent weeks. Hate crimes reported to the FBI across the country rose by 11 percent between 2020 and 2021, but crimes against gay males increased 41 percent. Sibley's friend Kamar Jewell says he's still in shock. Homophobia and words can lead to um, ideologies and thoughts, and those thoughts can lead into actions, and those are the type of actions that took away O'Shea from this world. And O'Shea Sibley was also a student here at the famed Alvin Ailey Theater in New York. In a statement, the theater's director said he was loved by both fellow students and instructors here and that he had incredible energy. Major? Chanel Cole, thank you. We are learning more tonight about the man Memphis police say tried to enter a Jewish school with a gun on Monday. The alleged gunman's been identified as a former student at that school. Another former student tells our CBS affiliate the suspect had struggled for years with mental health problems. After being shot in a confrontation with police, the suspect was taken to the hospital in critical condition. As the war in Ukraine drags into its 18th month, there was yet another drone attack in the Russian capital of Moscow today on a building that was hit just days ago. CBS's Remy Innocencio has the latest details. The shockwave, then smoke from a downed drone rising over Moscow's Wall Street, one of several targeting Russia today. The Kremlin blames Kyiv. It's the second time in 48 hours this skyscraper, housing three Russian government ministries, was hit. Muscovites are concerned, but not scared yet. The drone attack was like a mosquito bite for a human. And from Russia, several drones hit a college and sports complex in Kharkiv, near Ukraine's northeast border. And Russian shelling blew the roof off this hospital in Kherson on the southeast front line, killing a doctor on his first day at work and injuring five colleagues. Ramey Innocencio, CBS News, Dnipro, Ukraine. The U.S. women's national soccer team barely advanced to the knockout stage of the World Cup this morning with a scoreless draw against Portugal. But CBS's Nancy Chen reports that for a team that has won so much on the field, its biggest win has come off of it. 
the biggest women's sporting event is smashing records. Headed down! But the U.S. team has already notched a massive win off the pitch, playing in their first World Cup with equal pay to men. In some cases, female players had been earning just 38% of what men made per game. This is the first World Cup since the equal pay victory. You were at the table for that win. What did that mean? It meant a lot to be able to achieve what we've done. We still have more progress um, to make and um, ways to go. That includes bringing in even more money to women's sports. This is actually a terrible business move if you're not getting in on it, if you're not investing. FIFA sponsorship has grown 150% since the last Women's World Cup. And on TV, the matches are forecast to reach 2 billion viewers worldwide, a nearly 80% increase from 2019. I think from a business perspective, it's all upside. Ally Bank recently announced it's working to spend equally on paid advertising across men's and women's sports. 80% of all purchase decisions in a household are made by women, right? This is who the consumer is today, and women's sports are at a tipping point of really becoming massive. A Women's World Cup with plenty to cheer for. I think America has grown into, you know, loving the game now. You see so much more investment and you see people actually like wanting and learning. It's incredible. Nancy Chen, CBS News. A massive fire destroys a building under construction in San Francisco. The details straight ahead. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great tasting dairy, You'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high-quality organic dairy ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. San Francisco officials are investigating the cause of a fire that destroyed a building under construction. The building, surrounded by scaffolding, partially collapsed. The four-alarm fire damaged several other buildings in the area. No one was hurt. There is breaking news from Charleston, South Carolina. A helicopter crash prompted an international airport to shut down its runways temporarily. We'll have the details next. There is breaking news from South Carolina. Flights were suspended at Charleston International Airport after a sheriff's helicopter crashed. Police say the pilot reported a malfunction shortly before the incident. The injuries were not life-threatening and flights have since resumed. Now, if you pick the winning numbers for tonight's Mega Millions jackpot, you will soon be a billionaire. The grand prize grew to $1.1 billion today. It's only the fifth time the game's jackpot has hit 10 figures. We've done the math, and the cash option payout is more than $550 million before taxes. Lessons on the baseball field carry over to real life, and we'll show you how 
That's next. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Finally tonight, sometimes the most important lessons in life can be learned over a game of catch. CBS's Chris Van Cleve shows us how those lessons can also last a lifetime. The 1962 then minor league San Diego Padres had a great year, but it's what happened off the field that changed the life of one young baseball fan. I was fast, but I was dangerous. Ten-year-old Merle Ledford's pitching needed help. His little league coach scored him time with Padres pitcher Zach Monroe, who won a World Series with the 1958 Yankees. He taught me to stay focused. Sometimes you're not going to throw strikes. Shake it off. You've got a job to do. Lessons he believed helped him become a better student, then a better lawyer, baseball coach, and father. 61 years later, Ledford wanted to say thank you to Monroe, writing to Major League Baseball for help delivering this message. Dear Mr. Monroe, caption, thank you. Good to see you, pal. Good to see you, Zach. Setting up a ball game reunion 2,000 miles away in Peoria, Illinois, between the Little League Wildman and the now 92-year-old pro ball player. Whatever I said stuck with him. Somebody went a lot further than I did. And I'm talking about an attorney. What did today mean to you? Just being able to thank a guy that helped me out when I was little and share with him the, hey, look, you did something good. And that's a win in the game of life. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Peoria, Illinois. 1962 and San Diego both mean a lot to me. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. Good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.